Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, our next guest has reported extensively on Chinese government interference in Canadian life. He has written about China targeting our federal election, which included funding a clandestine network of at least 11 federal candidates during the 2019 election. He has written about illegal Chinese police stations operating in our country, as well as a myriad of stories on individuals and organizations that have facilitated China's foreign interference activities here in Canada. Well, over the weekend, he wrote about uh, the RCMP's national security officers conducting interviews at Richmond's Wenzhou Friendship Society and in the surrounding neighborhood. At least a half a dozen officers in that story canvassed the area, uh, as we were reading. So why were those officers there, what could they be concerned about? Joining me now is Sam Cooper, Global News National Investigative Journalist. Sam, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jazz. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, and it's, I know it's hard to, to be uh, absolutely black and white about this stuff, your thoughts on why those officers were there? Well, uh, we know through sources that are close to this uh, national security investigation that's active both in Toronto and Vancouver that they, over the past weeks, have been involved in covert uh, investigation activities. They're looking at so-called community leaders that uh, my reporting has suggested are involved in uh, Beijing's United Front networks in Canada. And what they did, uh, what I gather from uh, the weekend's activities, is they went from overt to covert operations. They very clearly advertised their presence in that neighborhood and jazz what i think they're doing is there there's been a big shift in ottawa uh, obviously uh, these investigations have been given weight and uh, the rcmp is saying to uh, what they believe are victims being threatened harassed pressured illegally by chinese police operating out of such stations these these are the allegations not no charges yet they want to tell Chinese, Canadian, and, and all diaspora community members, we want to hear from you. If you're a victim, don't be afraid. Come and talk to us. And they're also advertising to the alleged suspects, who, Jazz, I, I'm aware, can be powerful business people. They're saying, we, uh, if you thought we weren't investigating this, and you may have got that impression over the years, we are definitely actively on this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our audience, these groups, uh, community groups here in uh, Vancouver, across the country, uh, how do they operate? I mean, are they charity organizations, in this case, a friendship society? What is sort of their front and, and how do they work? Well, uh, the history here, according to, you know, my intelligence and police sources, is a lot of these societies, and others have written about this, started very naturally as grassroots groups where uh, immigrants uh, from other countries, especially China, uh, mostly mainland China, there are Hong Kong and, and, and Taiwanese associations, want to get together because, look, China is such a massive country that hometowns are very important. So uh, most of these were very, you know, uh, truly beneficial to Canada. But what has happened over the past 10, 20 years uh, is the Chinese consulates, intelligence officials within the consulates, 
in Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, allegedly have taken over. And I'll use a strong word, but this is what my intelligence sources say. They take over and weaponize these associations. They they control them through consulate officials, and they, uh, Jazz, we've reported on this, they use what's called overseas affairs officials within the consulates to spy on uh, diaspora communities, gather intelligence from, and to do all kinds of uh, covert operations in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, recently, the government has, as, as you have said, um, a bit, been a bit more open in regards to China's role here, their opposition to them, their concern. Uh, is it a little, is it too late? I mean, it's been going on for so long that we've tiptoed around this. Do you worry that it's just been too late in regards to even just what you've written about? Could you imagine if we had been doing that five years ago or even 10 years ago? Well, uh, that's the right question. I'm, I'm certainly looking into those questions. And Jazz, I believe that, uh, you know, it's clear from my reporting over the past month that people uh, very concerned for Canada's future have provided me with sensitive intelligence, mm-hmm. leaked it. Let's just use the real world word. Mm-hmm. They've leaked it because they believe uh, this government, not only this government, but most recently, this government has not responded to growing threats that this government was warned about from people in Canadian intelligence and police. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told uh, uh, not to uh, er, well, earlier this year, MPs met with CSIS um, uh, quietly uh, just to be informed of some of the concerns. But the concern, what I've heard from many officials here, and this is here in Vancouver, was that uh, the information too often, the advice they get is too generic, too broad, that there aren't specific individuals or organizations uh, that they mention that in, uh, elected officials should stay away from. Is perhaps that, would that be a practical response to some of this and say, look, if this particular group X, Y, and Z you should stay away from because we think they've been co-opted, wouldn't that be better and much more sort of practical advice than sort of generically talking about here's the broad challenges, but they don't mention any individuals, they don't mention any groups, that even elected officials wouldn't know who they're actually uh, talking to uh, who, or, who, who are the, or what, groups are, what groups are inviting them to their functions? I've heard various takes on this issue, and uh, I'll, I'll start with the first take that I've heard. And mm-hmm. Look, my first story, my, my sort of expose, early November, we had a former Canadian intelligence official saying, look, CSIS and the RCP lack laws to deal with modern interference, which, which is very sophisticated. It's not the old days with the KGB guy who's an official agent. Uh, CSIS can learn that. This new networks, they use a very a, a wide range of actors. So CSIS, in the words of this official, is just telling politicians, hey, be careful out there. But there's no muscle, there's no enforcement behind that information. So I think that would fit very well with what you're hearing from your political networks, Jazz, uh, that a lot of officials say, look, CSIS will, in some cases, is, is wasting our time. Uh, they, they're not giving us specifics. But there's a, the key here is that CSIS is bound by national secrets laws. Uh, they can't tell uh, much detail to subnational governments. Uh, you mentioned MPs. Uh, even MPs need security clearances to hear some very concerning information. And look, when we're talking about sensitive investigations, this could be members of uh, the MPs' party. You can see how quick it, it, it can get sensitive and messy. So I do think there's a lot to be said that it's a lot of information. 
it's pretty general. Hey, be careful about China, you know, other countries, Russia, Iran, there are others. Mm -hmm. But what we do know is CSIS is very clearly saying to a lot of politicians, we have a serious threat here. We can't tell you too much, but uh, you need to be worried. Mm -hmm. Sam, thank you so much for your time, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Seth.